Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey everyone, this is the Millionaire Hippies Podcast with your host, Boom Shika, where we chat about spirituality, business, and health. We all want to live self-actualizing, fulfilling lives with joy, prosperity, and gratitude. Let's go on this beautiful journey together. Hello everyone. I hope that you're doing amazing wherever you are in the world. I welcome you to the Soul Vitamins community and I'm really grateful that you're listening and um, I hope that you're enjoying or at least getting some value out of the things that we're talking about. And uh, I don't know if you are a writer, all INFJs or a lot of people nowadays seem to be into writing because it's just such an easy, perfect way of expressing ourselves, right? And I, I think I've said this already, I'm part of a writing group and as I did not... I did not expect this, but I'm learning so much from the ladies in the group. A couple of them are editors, so they edit other people's books. And so, of course, they have a lot of knowledge about editing. And that's where I am completely a newbie. Um, I, haven't, I don't have that much experience with it. Also, I'm not good at it because it requires a lot of detail, like attention to detail. And I must say that attention to detail is not one of my strong traits. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it is a strong trait of yours, but I have to say it is not mine. Um, I run away from everything that requires a lot of attention to detail. Or I can do it for little snippets of time, but then I just, after a little bit of time, I'm so exhausted I can't do it anymore. Um, So it's really nice because they can, you know, they are really good at it. And then they can, can kind of tell me this, no, it does not work. This, yeah, it does work. And, you know, one of the things we were talking about recently was how there, just just like there are fashion trends and trends in the way people live their lives in a lot of different fashions, you know, there might be a fashion in the way you want to live either in the suburbs or, you know, you want to live downtown in a city or there might be a fashion in the way there's lots of people going into engineering at some point and then they start going into um, artificial intelligence, you know, there's all these like trends or fashions, you want to call it, in everything, right? And again, same thing with writing, there are fashions and trends in writing as well. And I don't know about you, but I spent a lot of my youth, 
reading British novels. My mom loves British, has a lot of loved British authors, and I learned to read, and to, I love learned my love for reading through my my mother. Like she taught us, she would give us a book and be like, "This is a really good book. You should read it." And I would read it. Um, she was the one who introduced. Gone with the Wind to me, and I read it in one night. I sat all night long. I did not sleep. It was summer vacation, and you know, I just read the full thing. And it was so good, and I was like, "Oh my god, I want more of this!" And then realized that that's she had a, I think she had a sequel, but it was not as interesting. Uh, and then she had other not um, authors, of course, that she recommended to us. Of course, like the easy ones, like Agatha Christie and Sherlock Holmes. Um, and then we read read all the like you know the typical ones of Nancy Boys. The Drew brothers, or something like that. Nancy Drew, sorry, Nancy Drew, um, Nancy boys, <laughs> Nancy Drew, uh, and then the Grady boys. I don't remember now. Anyway, so we read a lot of those kind of books, and then my mom started introducing us to a little bit more serious fiction. Um, Gone with the Wind was not introduced to me when I was a child. Of course, it was when I was a teenager, and she also told us about. Um, Dick Francis, which is another author that she loves, and I and my sister love as well. He is brilliant. He's dead now, but he lo- all of his books. We have all of them at home. They're old, they're tattered, but they're he's so good. I mean, he's just one of my favorite authors. But as, as you can tell from all the different books that I've been mentioning, they're all extremely old. And this is just the you know, the drop in the bucket. I have so many other authors that I read throughout my years. And a lot of them, some of them were new authors for sure, of course, like Harry Potter and things like that. Um, Lauren Sanders, Daniel Steele, um, Jeffrey Deaver, um, John Grisham. You know, I read all the new ones, of course, the new hot authors. But whenever I had to fall back upon my favorite authors, it would always be the older ones. You know, I'd be reading like extremely old authors like Angela Carter and... Um, Daphne du Maurier and um, Dick Francis is a very old author as well and then um, just just really old old authors and then a lot of old science fiction authors as well like Ursula Le Guin and Philip K. Dick um, Sam I don't remember his name now a bunch of older older authors obviously and as you can imagine, a lot of my writing, uh, what you read is what you usually end up writing as well. You know, it's like it's like what comes in goes out, you know, garbage and garbage out. But whatever writing comes in, comes out as well. And I started noticing that a lot of my writing is very old uh, and British, like very British sounding. And there are these websites where you can put in your um, information, your writing, sorry. Uh, and it says, what author do I sound like? And I write like this author. And, you know, I'll put a link if I remember in the, in the description. And you can put in your writing and it tells you which author you sound like. And every single time I put my writing in, it sounds like Margaret Atwood or uh, Agatha Christie or Virginia Woolf. You know, old, old female British-ish authors, you know, like just old authors. Um, and I love them, you know, of course. Like they're brilliant. They're, their writing is just evocative. It's... <sighs> It's deep, it has so much depth to it, it's three-dimensional, you know, it's, it's beautiful. But then, of course, what happens is that it dates me. And that's what a lot of, like, whenever they read my books, uh, read my writing, they're always like, yeah, you know, you write well-ish. Uh, but it's, it's very much like apparent that you are writing from a very 
like you are writing as if you're a 60 70 year old woman you know <laughs> a 60 70 year old british woman even and at first i wanted to laugh at that because you know i have only mostly been reading 60 year old or like older british authors both male and females but i did not realize how much they affected my writing and um I, I sound like them now when I'm writing. And in one way, it's good because it's a little bit, you know, their writing is beautiful. But another way, of course, is really terrible because most of the people who are reading books right now are not looking to read old British authors. They're looking to read young authors who have a new style, a fresh way of writing things. And I was doing all these things that, even in grammatical ways, that is very old-fashioned and people don't do that anymore. <coughs> Or at least they haven't been doing it for the last 10 years. And, you know, the editor friends of mine, they read my book and they're like, yeah. I mean, they read my writing and they're like, yeah, you know, you do a lot of things that, of course, what you've been reading, you know, that British authors do. For example, um, older authors would always be able to write things like um, she said angrily or, you know, he asked with disdain or things like that. You know, like they would always say things like that. And it's an adverb that that is added to whatever the person is saying, you know, like, I hate you, she said angrily, or something like that, right? Well, they don't say this, she said angrily anymore. They say, my friends, editor friends tell me, they're like, you know, you don't use the angrily anymore. You have to show rather than tell. You show the person that they're angry. You show the author, the writer, sorry, the reader that they're angry. So, like, maybe they stomp away from the room and say, I hate you. And then that's, that's how the reader knows that they were angry, right? Um, so you show, don't tell, and I end up doing a lot of telling, not showing. And of course, this is something that's very fixable, and over time, I'm sure gonna, I'm going to learn. But I, you know, I really do. I'm always surprised at how powerful all of this is. Where it really is, whatever you take in is what you, what comes out of you. You know, if you take in a lot of violent, dramatic TV shows, then you're going to be there's going to be a lot of violent, dramatic thoughts that are going to come up in your head. And if you're going to be taking in a lot of soft, beautiful music, classical, then that's how a lot of your day is going to pan out as well, you know. And, uh, you know, I'm always surprised by people who are constantly watching, like, TV sh- crime TV shows where people are dying and angry with each other, or soap operas where people are always mean to each other and hate each other. And then they don't have good relationships, or they're, like, always having issues in the relationships, or they're always talking mean about other people, or they're always um, cruel to other people, or other people are always cruel to them. And then I wonder, you know, they're like, but how, why does this happen to me? And I'm like, I mean, look at your life. Look at what you're bringing into your life. Look at what you're looking at. What are you thinking about all day long? How can you be looking at violent TV crime shows all day long, or listen to the news all day long, and have positive thoughts at the same time? You're not, you're not God. You know, it's very, it's very, so it's like impossible for a normal human being to do that. So, you know, of course, you have to be extremely careful with what you put in. And I didn't realize I'm usually very careful with, you know, I don't watch a lot of TV. I try to be cognizant of what I read and I don't watch the news or le- read the news as much as possible. Um, unless it's, you know, something crazy is going on in the world. But, but I didn't realize, you know, the kind of books I was reading as well. <laughs> were uh, transmitting all these interesting information into my writing. You know, it was like dictating my writing as well. Now that I'm going to be more careful about it, 
maybe it'll change as well and start becoming more modern. I'll have to see how long that takes because I have been reading old British authors for 30 odd years now. Um, so that's a long time to negate. <laughs> In any case, I wanted to share this with you because I thought it was so funny and so interesting. And uh, yeah, I'd love to hear what kind of uh, authors you usually prefer and what kind of books you're usually reading because um, that'd be really interesting to me. Again, thank you so much for listening and I shall see you the next time around. Bye. Thanks for listening. Go check out my website at themillionairehippie.com if you want more free, awesome content. If you really like the podcast, please consider giving me a five-star review on iTunes. Until next time, namaste. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.